Hello, I'm Regina Botras and this is Backstage, where we talk with the who's who on stage, in dance, comedy and performing arts, speaking with the leading theatre makers of our times and how they came to the stage and what drives them and inspires them. My guest is Tom Conroy. He's been with this production since its inception, during COVID, I believe, um, and has performed in many Belvoir productions, including Tell Me I'm Here, My Brilliant Career, Ghosts, Jasper Jones, uh, Mother and Mother Courage and Her Children, and Small and Tired, as well as at numerous other productions around the country. He won a Green Room Award for Best Male Performer in Independent Theatre for something natural but very childish for La Mama and he's here to talk about, as I said, uh, the master and the margarita, Tom Conroy. Welcome to Stages. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. So before we get into this production and, yeah, its beginnings, uh, what brought you to theatre in the first place? What do you love about it? Or what do you remember your first, like, you know, moment of seeing theatre or being in theatre? Yeah, I I grew up in a very um, musical household and um, my grandma was always keen to have one of her family uh, with their name in in the lights, as she would say. Um, So that was sort of always something that I loved. And I grew up doing a lot of dancing and, um, but it wasn't until really sort of year 10, year 11, when I started doing drama at high school. And I had a very supportive um, drama teacher who who ended up doing an independent um, community theatre production with when I was in year 12, year 11, year 12, I think it was. Um, And that sort of completely transformed my life. That was the first time I did a play and that made me sort of realise that um, that might be what I want to do with my life. Is your grandmother proud? Well, yeah, she's passed away now, but she was very proud. and I think prouder than she sort of let me know about really, like it's sort of only through other family members and they're sort of like, oh, she wouldn't stop talking about you, you know, <laughs> that made me realise that actually, yeah, I think I think she was very proud. And she was always very fearful of the sort of life that um, being an actor would, you know, the sort of job insecurity and all the things that come with it. Um, but I think underneath the anxiety about how I would sort of like live and not become homeless um, was a sort of a, a great pride that I sort of yeah. did a, gave it. yeah. Gave it a go. Did she get to see you in, on stage? Uh, I don't know if she actually ever did. Um, she's pretty. She's pretty old by the time I actually started working as a as an actor. She certainly saw me perform when I was a kid in like dance concerts and stuff. But <laughs> um, I don't actually don't think she ever did see me on stage as an actor. Uh-huh. So do you get to use those dance skills? And what kind of dance? Is it tap dance? I'm just going to assume. Yeah, look, I mean, it was a long time ago now. It was about half my, half my lifetime ago that I stopped doing dance lessons. So I don't know. If the, <laughs> I'm not sure how much of the skill remains. But, uh, yeah, I did a lot of ballet and jazz and tap growing up. Um, but it certainly does help. You know, like in, in The Master of Margarita, we have a big sort of great wild dance sequence um, that uh, there's a bit where Margarita goes to the the devil puts hosts a ball in Moscow where all the dead come and they're all criminals. Um, and in our version of it, in our stage version of it, it's sort of an act of liberation. And we do that through a very kind of fun, wild, um, exciting dance sequence. So, you know, there's, there's certainly, um, my past has sort of helped me with that sort of stuff. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about the play. What, so it's an adaptation. Is it an adaptation of the novel? 
Can you tell me about yeah. Yeah, what its story is? Eamon Flack, who's the um, director of the show, he also adapted it. Um, and the inception of the show came about during the first COVID lockdown and um, Belvoir sort of wanted to find a way of keeping artists employed through, um, you know, a period where a lot of people lost all their work and had no, and at that stage, you know, we sort of didn't know whether what the world would be like at the end of the lockdown and whether theatre would return and when it would. Um, and so Eamon put together a group of, of actors who were looking at the idea of adaptation and how it works. Um, I wasn't part of that original development, but one of the things that they looked at was the the Master and Margarita, just as a, a book that Eamon had always loved. And through the development of it, they um, tried lots of different ways of staging it. And then one day they, an actor, Keith Robinson, just read, read a chapter from the book and they all found it completely mesmerising. And there's something um, in the book that's sort of about um, infection and magic and um, hypnotism. And they all sort of found that just the very by having someone just read aloud from the book, it sort of had that same effect that is sort of oh. talked about in the book as well. And so that sort of became his starting point for how he began the adaptation and sort of went wow. from there. Uh, so what, you know, where, where are we? Are we in Russia? Is that, where are we located? Good question. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's a, it's a fictional space. Um, the, anyone who's read the book will sort of know that it sort of straddles a few different frameworks and there's a few different stories that, and stories within stories within stories. So in the original novel, it's set in Russia in the 1930s in the middle of Stalin's terror. Um, but there's also a sort of opposite storyline of Yeshua um, uh, meeting Pontius Pilate in his crucifixion and his disciple Matthew Levi. Uh, that's, you know, set in Galilee in the, you know, the beginning of, of, of um, you know, the common era. Um, and sort of, so our version is very much to that you know it's is moscow in in stalin's time they we do depict jesus but there is also a sense where we're playing with a sense of um now and then that sort of bleeds through the show as well um and there's a, certainly a, at times we really acknowledge the presence of the audience who are sitting in the theater with us wow so how like what are the themes is it yeah, isn't it religious communism? What what's going on? <laughs> what is the like? What are the themes and magic and hypnotism? Yeah, I mean it's an incredibly dense work, and that's one of the things that's so exciting about it. I think um, is that it's sort of thematically so complex, as well as narratively complex as well. Um, I mean, it's the the interesting thing about the depiction of Jesus through this book is that it's sort of he's depicted as a gentle soul who. Um, dared to believe that there was a power that was greater than the Roman Empire and greater than Caesar. And um, the danger of that in terms of um, an oppressive sort of regime was to have to silence that man. Um, and through, there's a sense of it through this version of that story that that was sort of the, the birth of Christianity came out of um, someone trying to speak truth. Um, and so that's certainly a thing that that runs through it. There's a sense in the book that um, there's a character called the Master who has been, we learn, has been imprisoned and um, gone mad because he was sent to a gulag for for this novel that he wrote about about Jesus and Pontius Pilate. Um, so probably, you know, one of the main themes, I guess, is about people who um, people who try to speak truth to power in an oppressive regime and are punished for it. And it's also about the people who love those people and suffer because of that as well. 
Um, so yeah, it's pretty complex. And then on top of that, the devil, the, the play begins by the devil turning up in Moscow and wreaking havoc. So there's, there's all sorts of things about good and evil. Um, but it sort of turns the, that kind of very simple binary of what is good and bad on its head as well. Mm. You've had numerous, like, well, not numerous showings. You had a showing last week, I understand. How, like, what has it been like to kind of, and you're in an ensemble, so has there been kind of this collaborative development in some ways with the actors? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And we've done some developments over the last couple of years leading up to it just because it is such a huge task to sort of work out a way to turn what is a very complex novel into a into a stageable piece and a theatrical mm. piece. Um, so there's been sort of a long genesis of that work. Um, but then over the last five weeks of him working on the show, um, it's definitely been a very collaborative work. Um, you know, there has been a script, but there were moments in the play in when Eamon knew that they sort of, he knew the vibe of something that had to happen or sort of the, would give an outline of these improvised moments. And so through that, mm. we've sort of helped, we've sort of all worked together to sort of work out what it is. So there's a big magic show that happens in, in the show. So we've been working with magicians um, to help us kind of get real magic into the show. Um, so there's, yeah, there's some real fun stuff. And then we've been working with um, Ellie Evangelist, who's an amazing choreographer, um, and Emma May, who's best known as um, Betty Grumble, who's also been coming in and working with us as well to try and get us in our bodies. And uh, there is sort of very celebratory nudity in the show at various points as well. Um, and and sort of exploring nudity as a, an act of sort of liberation and freedom from oppression and, you know, freeing capitalism from our bodies. Uh, and so we've been working very closely with lots of different creatives to help to kind of find real rich, um, exciting ways of staging the story. Sounds really dynamic. So what kind of character, who are you playing? You're playing a few characters, I understand. Yeah, so we all, I think we all play a few characters. Um, I When the play begins, um, my first character is a, a young poet called Ivan. Um, he has written a poem. He's in trouble with an editor because he was commissioned to write a poem about Jesus. Um, and the editor uh, doesn't like it because it was supposed to be anti-religious, but in the end, the poem sort of seems like that Jesus actually existed. Uh, and so they're sort of having a bit of a discussion about that. And then the, this man turns up who, a little bit of a spoiler, turns out to be the devil. Um, and uh, through sort of what unfolds as a result of that, um, Ivan sort of loses his mind and ends up in a mental asylum and that's where he meets the master who's you know from the title of the novel um, so he sort of sets the story up um, and then when we go into the story of Yeshua and Pilate I play Matthew Levi who um, is Yeshua's sort of devotee and disciple and who has to sort of grapple with um, this man that he loves um, who preaches gentleness is killed and sort of what he does with that. Mm. So can you tell me a little bit of that poem? No, it doesn't appear actually in it at all. Uh -uh. I mean, in it, you get the sense that he's not a very good writer um, and uh -uh. he uh, he realises that through meeting the master in this asylum and the master tells him this story about how he ended up in the asylum and it, it's all about this book that he wrote that, he got censored for and also it's also a love story as well so that's where margarita comes into it it's this woman that he meets who sort of um writes the novel with him and um she uh they sort of lose each other when he gets taken away into the gulag um and so sort of by ivan meeting the master i think he sort of really he sort of realizes that what a real writer is um and sort of i think 
in a sort of way becomes like Matthew Levi to Yeshua. He sort of becomes the master's disciple and um, sort of completely falls in love with this man's mind. <laughs> Is there something about this sort of, you know, needing to believe in something? like? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's something interesting in the in the book that I think is about um, what do you, what do we believe in? And we have to believe in things as people. And, and sometimes, you know, we all live within these sort of like collective um, agreements about what our society is. And in, when Bulgakov was writing the novel, it was within this Stalinist Russia Um, Mm. in our time now in Australia, we're sort of living very much within sort of late capitalism and, um, and we all sort of have to subscribe to a number of beliefs as a result of that. But also we then have to endure the kind of consequences of living within that system. Um, mm. And we've talked a lot in rehearsals about how this play, our production really is trying to um, look at ways that we can liberate our bodies and our minds from the kind of uh, stultifying strictures of, of the capitalist wow. system that we're in. I can't help but think, you know, back to that beginning and, and during COVID and, you know, how we felt like, yep, theatre might, might be the end of theatre. Um, what did you believe in then? Like, how did you sort of sustain that period of downturn? Do you... Oh, man. It was, the first time was really hard. The first first lockdown I found really tricky. All, you know, the, the sense of there being any hope. I was lucky. It, it turned out I was lucky in the end because I didn't have any work lined up as an actor at the time. So I sort of in a weird way, I, was, I sort of came out of it fed better than all my friends who'd had all this work lined up who then had it snatched away from them. Um, but, you know, I had a, I have other jobs that sort of keep me going uh, between acting gigs and that, that sort of all became very precarious as well. Um, and so it's sort of like not only didn't I have theatre, but I didn't have the other things that I usually fall back on. Um, and, yeah, there was a real sense of like what what are we if we're not, storytellers and and what, what are we if we can't gather together in theatrical spaces and you know and that sort of continued for the next couple of you know certainly the next year or two like I remember when we all started coming back to theatres and and I was very lucky in that once we once things opened up I started getting a lot of quite a bit of acting work and theatre work and so I've sort of worked through that whole transition period from lockdown through to where we are now in the pandemic and sort of you know, there was a real sense of, even when we're back, it didn't feel celebratory. There was still a sense of we were all very nervous to sit so close to each other. Um, People were even nervous about actors being on stage without masks on. And, um, you know, that sort of real, there wasn't a, we sort of, it became a different sort of navigation and sort of live exchange, I think. There was less about like everyone diving into the story and there was a much more complicated sort of um, give and take that was happening between the audience and with performers and that all depended on where we all were in terms of our comfortability of being back in kind of group social situations. Um, yeah, so it's been an interesting journey. And um, But then on top of that, underneath that, I think for all of us who love live performance, going back to it, even though we're a bit scared and a bit afraid and um, maybe a bit de-socialised, there's a sense of like, oh, no, it does exist. It still exists and it still goes on and it will always continue in some way. You know, it's something sort of... Um, Sustaining. Yeah, yeah, and sort of like sort of revived our faith in it or something as well, I think. Well, you are back up in lights, hopefully. There should be more up in lights outside of theatres. <laughs> yeah, let's bring the lights, lights back. back. But the theatre's back. Tom Conroy, it has been such a joy to talk with you. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
Well, that was Tom Conroy from The Master and the Margarita on at Belvoir from the 11th of November.